Listener Production. KickPod acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land in which we're recording this podcast, the Yulukut Wulan clan of the Boomerang, who are a part of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respect to their elders, past, present, and emerging, and extend our respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Welcome to the KickPod, your DM on the stuff that matters, but also the stuff that doesn't. One, two, three, Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I've got good. the cheekiest grin. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> it is Easter Monday. It is. It's a long weekend mm-hmm. in Australia. We're not recording on the current day though. No, Let's... but it is a long weekend in Australia. I don't know if it everyone is. else has an Easter long weekend. Every, every other state? I don't know. No, in Australia, yes. We have international listeners though. Oh, I don't know. Anyway. We can't do anything The other that. thing that Easter Monday means... Mm. and. I just wanted to ask you if it means this for you. Okay. It's the last day I can eat hot crust buns. No. No. I eat hot crust buns like until they stop selling them. When do they stop selling them? Not at the last day of Easter. See, this is the thing with the world. Why? This annoys me very much. Why? Because now all these companies still make hot crust buns the whole year round. They just don't call them hot crust buns after Easter. They call them like, I don't know, buns with currants in them. <laughs> all of the... Without the you know, crust on it. You know, we have hot crust buns that have launched into the app this yeah, month. Exactly. And they are for staying Easter. in the app. And yes. my note from the team is to say, let's be honest, we're still eating hot crust buns you, maybe well you are. after Easter. Me no. Do you know why? Well, no, tell everyone because that you are so that people choose to follow the recipe. Well, they, could, they would have already done it if they <laughs> were on the kick app and they saw it because that that launched a couple of weeks ago, that it recipe, did, and it looks but it's delicious. it's only Easter now. Yeah. Yeah, so, so the they're really enjoyable. <laughs> the reason <laughs> stop making them? No, do you know why? Because we need to keep our food groups to the holiday. I don't like yeah. because a lot of companies <laughs> now try and spread hot cross buns around the whole year, so then it's yeah. not special on Easter. So the reason I'm finishing today is because I like to wait until next Easter because it's a very special tradition for me. Okay. I'm not eating them in November like you. Because I don't that, need them in November. Well, why not? Because I the recipe goes to waste. It's done in But do you know what I, I mean? Do I'm a bit mean. sick of how I do, long I do. They, all it these is. people are spreading. I, I do I mean large companies spreading out I hot do cross buns. I do the same thing with Anzac biscuits. You only make them on Anzac Day? Yeah, I only yeah. make them around that weekend. Mm. And then for some reason, even though they're probably, when I really think about it, Your one of my favorite, favorite snacks or biscuits. Mm. So you do agree. Why don't I make them again? With my philosophy. Yeah, I should do. But you just I like to say no. No, I don't. No, I don't. Usually I say I no to you. because it was literally the opposite to what we have a note here to say. Push the hot cross buns Okay, again. we'll go. Go. Go do it. Sell it to us. So our hot cross bun <laughs> recipe is, you know, in the app. And let's be honest, we're still eating hot cross buns well after well, Easter. You. Yeah, I know. You are. But we also have crumpet French toast and, and peri, peri, peri peri chicken, chicken bake. tray bake. Oh, tray bake. One of my favorites. Oh. I love a one pan. We do love a one and pan. And I love peri peri. So your choice, if you want us to keep with Easter theme, you can make hot cross Although buns. We have it on kick or we have crumpet French toast. I know what I'll be doing. What an intro. What an intro. Anyway, Steffi, what is coming up today? Aside okay. from if people should still be eating hot cross buns. If people are still listening. We have Nightmare Neighbours. Mm. Some stories to share. Uh, we've also got a DM to answer. And then we are talking customer service workers and the annoying things that they have to put up with on a day-to-day basis. And my experience I had the other day in the supermarket, which I have to share with you. 
Lords, first of all, I would like to know with a neighbour's situation, because it really is different depending on where you are. But I want to know when you were growing up, what was your neighbourhood situation like? Because you lived in your family home for quite a long time, right? You were in that same spot for quite a long time. Um, We want to bring it all the way back. Yeah, I would love to know what was it like in your neighbourhood? My neighbourhood memories. Yes. I have to say too, I don't know how so, my memories of my childhood is really... I know, it's very Whenever I ask you about your childhood, you're like... Mm. I can't remember a lot. Anyway, but I can remember my neighbourhood parties. In our street, mm-hmm. we had maybe four houses around us mm-hmm. in our street, like really close, mm-hmm. that from my memory, we could go in and out of at any time. And <laughs> some of them had older kids. Actually, they all had older kids, but mm-hmm. our, all our parents were friends. Okay. And we were also friends with the parents, so we could just go in and out of their house all the time. And every December, we'd have a street Christmas party. That's nice. And it was so lovely, and we'd just sit in the street. So it was a nice neighbourhood. It was. I think that's my memory. It was so wonderful. That's and lovely. I feel like neighbourhoods now, I don't know if they have that vibe anymore. Like, I is safety either. the same? Like, would you let Harvey go into anyone's house? Mm, if I got to know them. I was 10, though. I wasn't two. Like, yeah. Obviously, don't send him now. Different, very big <laughs> difference. But, um... No, I mean, like, my neighbourhood growing up, because we were there for 18 years, there was a few people who were there almost as long as us as well. And so we kind of obviously got to know them. But other than that, like, we didn't have any neighbourhood parties or street parties or anything like that. Um, <sighs> but I think because the the schools that I went to were zoned, some of my school friends, like, through both primary school and high school, mm-hmm. were, like, a street away or something like that. So we tend to just... You just stuck with your friends, yeah. not with the neighbours. Well, they were my neighbours and my friends. Um, Although there was a couple across the road that were so lovely, like... I hope they're listening. I don't think that... I think they might be... <laughs> Dead? Maybe. <laughs> they were pretty old. It's been a lot of years. They were pretty old, and I, my memories of them was when I was, like, pretty young. But we would go into... in Like, if their driveway gate was open, it was, like, free reign. Go in and say hello. As a kid, I do remember that too. Yeah. So you're right. I think that's pretty normal, but I do think now maybe it's a little bit different. I can tell you, I haven't had the best experiences with neighbours since then as an adult in the few suburbs that I've lived in. And I would like to talk about one in particular. And I'm sure everyone has neighbour stories or like nightmare neighbours, but there was this one person who lived next door to us in one of our old houses. And he was an interesting character. To be fair, we didn't have the best meeting. Because when we moved in... you have to set the scene. So this was in a townhouse. Yep, townhouse. And Josh and I had been, it was like our second year of move, like living together. You didn't so have we rented for a year? fence between, did you? Uh, no, no, no. It was like it a was, townhouse that was shared. Oh, I mean, in the backyard there was a fence. But the path was shared. Uh, yes. But from the front garden, yes. there wasn't a really clear nah. whose side was who kind nah. of thing. But there are identical houses next yes. to each other. Mirrored Looks each like other. one big house. Totally. Yes. Thank you for setting the scene because the first time that we met them, uh, we'd only been in there for about a week. Josh went out one night, got home very, very late. I woke up to noises like people talking at the front of our house at like probably 2 a.m. and red and blue flashing lights. And I was like, why is the police in the front door? And then they were knocking. And I went down and there was Josh hanging his head in shame with a policeman next to him. The policeman was like laughing. He was totally chill and like didn't care whatsoever. Josh walked in shamefully and the neighbours were standing at their door, again, like a metre away from me. They were like 60-ish? Yeah, maybe even in 70s actually. Okay. They were standing there, arms crossed, extremely angry and slammed the door and walked in. So that was our first encounter with them. They were very frowny. 
I mean, fair, because what had happened was Josh got home and we hadn't been there long and he was a little bit intoxicated to the point that he was knocking on their door and telling he them... forgot to where let, he lives. Yes. And he said, <laughs> let me in, I haven't got my keys. And, and they're they, like, you don't let me in. Oh, my God, who is this person? <laughs> so anyway, it didn't start off great. But, but they called the police. So instead they called of, the police. In, I suppose if you hadn't met yet, that it could have been a stranger. Totally. But they also could have been like, oh, oh we've got the these new neighbours next Maybe door. Maybe it's him. I'll just send him over. Anyway, so then, so that's why the na- that's why the police were laughing because they were like, this is the silliest thing ever. Like, it's not like he was doing anything really. He just forgot which door was his, and they thought it was hilarious. Also, we later found out that the police often have had calls from this particular neighbour, and so they think it's just a bit of a joke because they complain about a everything. Waste. Of the police people, It absolutely time. is. Anyway, so two days later when Josh had enough courage to, he knocked on their door, on took him. them over some baked treats and wanted to apologise. They invited him in and he sat down, he apologised. And he said it was very strange because he wasn't sure if they took his apologies in like they weren't really, they didn't really speak much and we were a bit cold. Anyway, so he left and he felt better about doing it and still felt what horrible about okay, what So happened. he went into their house. Yeah, and sat down and said, I'm so sorry. I Wow, okay, that anyway. is very adult of him. <laughs> We are neighbours. And, and anyway, <laughs> True. <laughs> and then what started to happen was zero friendship was formed and I would be on a walk with Ari, start walking past their house. He might be in the front garden. I'd go to wave. He would look me in the eye, see me wave, and just keep staring at me. No smile, no wave, no hello. It got to the point where it was a bit of a joke where I would literally be like, hello, Hi. And they just And just you. nothing. Or sometimes you'd see him peek through his curtains and watch oh. us walk by but wouldn't have any response. And he kept calling the council on us. And again, the council were laughing every time what, they called What was they the reason? Us. Or different things like oh, apparently at one point they smelt dog poo in our backyard because we hadn't picked it up. Oh. And we were like, I think okay. you can imagine our house. <laughs> <laughs> and then what else? Oh, different things. Anyway, then one day Josh was like really going to be like, you know, let's make something here. And they were both gardening out the front. And as you said, Laws, there was no fence in between our front doors, but there was a little bit of like a garden path. And this Mm -hmm. garden at the time just had dirt. Like there was nothing in there. And Josh wanted to plant either like some plants or to like do like sleepers so that there was kind of like a broken fence Mm -hmm. and just make something in between. And he said, hey, I've been meaning to chat to you about this. Do you mind if we do this? He looks Josh in the eye and he says, this half is mine. That half is yours. Mind you, this this half would have been about 30 centimetres each. Like, it was a tiny pathway. It's not like we had, you know, two metres between us. It was very narrow. And he said, you do whatever you want on your side. Don't touch mine. Josh was just looking at him like, uh, like he was going to laugh because he thought this guy was joking. Realised he wasn't joking. Broke the, the eye contact and was like, I don't know what to do. The, I don't know what happened from there, but Josh came in fuming because he was like, I, I, I don't, I've never met someone like this. This is ridiculous. Anyway, we later found out Tony, one of the most gorgeous neighbours we've ever had in our lives. That house had great neighbours as well. You, it was just that one. It was really just the that rest one. of your neighbourhood, I feel like it was the safest. You didn't meet too many of them, but it was an old neighbourhood. Of all time. Yeah. And so Tony, oh, this wonderful old man, he is the kind of neighbour who literally just walks around the block so that he runs into you in the driveway to say hello. He'll take your bins in. Sometimes he'll mow your lawn. Like, he's just 
the most gorgeous person. He'll look after you because on multiple occasions you sometimes <laughs> left your garage open. This for is me. true. Entire day this or the true. front door. Yes. And very, very silly. Tony, when we were living together, I remember you guys had left in the morning and then Dalton, I think we'd been away or something, but he came home and I was like, shit, the front door and the garage door's open. And it was 11 p.m. Yeah. Tony probably is about 95. Yeah. Was out the front of his house waiting yeah. for us to come home to tell so us he that he's watch. been monitoring the yeah. entire day. No one's coming there. See, now that's a great neighbor, right? <laughs> Obviously, you wouldn't expect that of anyone, but he was amazing. And we spoke to Tony about it because we knew that this guy had been living there for a while. And Tony said, Oh, don't worry about him. Don't worry about him. He hates everyone and everyone hates him. And we were like, Okay. Tony then told us a story about the 95-year-old who lived across the road. 95. So this guy, like, we never really saw. He was very rarely out of his house. Very old. He hated this guy so much. There was such a feud going on that one night in the middle of the night, as a 95-year-old, he walks across the road and poisoned his plants. (laughs) And no one called the count. No one backed the the neighbours up, even though they knew about it, because everyone hated this guy and thought he deserved it. Because he's just a grump to everyone. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, that is my nightmare neighbour. I'm so glad we don't live there anymore. Um, Bring back to the neighbourhood parties. (laughs) Seriously. Well, I'm really excited because apparently my new neighbourhood, that happens every Christmas. So I'm looking forward to that. Because that's the kind of (laughs) neighbourhood. My goodness. (laughs) That's a lot. And I I feel like people will be listening and thinking, I've got a story. Yeah, 100%. If you have a story about a neighbourhood nightmare, please send it in. Please do at Kickpod. So we have got a DM from Lauren today that we're going to read out. If you would like to get involved in the podcast, you can send your DM, your question that you might like. Well, I'm guessing if you're sending it in, you probably want Steph and I to answer it because we will. Maybe Mandy too sometimes. <laughs> you can send your question into our Kickpod Instagram. So, Steffi, what is Lauren's question? Okay, so Lauren says, Hey guys, I'm a huge fan of Kick and the Pod. I've been struggling recently with working out whilst dealing with PCOS and birth control complications. I feel like it's really impacting the way I like to work out and wondering if you have had your own journeys with having to alter your exercise regime based on your health needs. How do you not let it feel like you have no control over your body? Oh, it's a really hard one. Yeah. So I personally don't have PCOS and I also haven't had for everyone, obviously, do you find birth control that works for you? Mm. Be safe. Have safe sex. Important. I don't use any birth control. Mm-hmm. I just monitor my fertility and that's how we do it. Mm-hmm. Never had a scare, which mm-hmm. also scares me, but we won't go there today. However, I do have a lot of girlfriends and people that I know that are on, in terms of birth control mm. complications, are on the pill that mm. can absolutely alter the way that it's you affecting your hormones, for sure. Exactly. Yeah. So what what about you, Laws, when you're having, because I know you have very painful periods. So what about the weeks that you're having a very heavy period or weeks that you've been injured and it's taking you from your usual I mean, it is. It's so hard. And I think with my period, I I have kind of three days where I take it easier. Mm -hmm. Every second period is always worse. But I feel like it's it's really hard for me to say this because that's only like three days of the month, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas with Lauren, obviously it's something you're going through now. And what's really hard when a health complication is ongoing Mm -hmm especially when you rely on exercise for Mm. feeling good and getting energy, which I do. Like when I've been injured before, I really struggle with the fact that I can't exercise because that is my thing that I do Mm. when I feel shit. Because it's like it makes me feel really good. It gives me all that energy. And Mm. so it is really hard. So I think, Lauren, it's 
It's about, and I mean, it's as I said, I don't have PCOS, but what I do in these situations, and it's not easy, is try and think of, okay, what can I control in this mm. environment right now? Like you, I, I'm guessing that you need to have, you need to take the birth control and you, you can't control how you're, you know, the PCOS and everything, but what you can control might be, okay, I've got 30 minutes a day that I used to exercise, so what can I use this for mm. to make me feel good? It might be a, a really, really slow walk if you're yeah. up to that. It might be stretching if you're up to that or yoga if you're up to that or a meditation, just something or journaling, just something that you can do in that time that maybe you used to exercise. Yeah. Don't worry about reaching certain goals or whatever. Or you might have been a runner or doing strength yeah. training or whatever. And I think what's really hard when that happens is you think, oh, all of this like fitness progress I've made oh, is no, going to go out the window and then I'm going to have to start again. Our muscles have memory. It also, it's okay. We have to start again so many times yeah. over our life journey. And that that is what it is. And also it's not like where we're trending towards a point like by this age, we have to be this fit. Otherwise, something's mm. going to happen. Like you have your whole life. Once you're able to work through what you're working through now, there will be a light at the end of the tunnel when you can go back into your routine. Exercise and everything, it's always going to be there or yeah. in, in most cases. Um, if you are able to, always be there for you. So just focus on what you can control right now. Because I think if you're focusing on the uncontrollables, yeah. it just makes it so hard mentally. Oh, it's so easy to just get down and out when you're, when you're only focusing on what you can't do. And I think the, the time that I can relate to this is certainly when I was pregnant and then postpartum. Because honestly, there hasn't been a, a period of my life that has changed or altered my relationship with exercise and also my routine with exercise more than that. Um, Prior to getting pregnant, I was working out five or six days a week. I mean, we were in the midst of COVID. There wasn't really much else to do other than work and work out, right? Um, and that's what brought me a lot of joy, being able to move my body like that. So I was probably the fittest. I wouldn't say that now. I feel like I'm fitter now, which I'm proud of. But like I was probably the fittest I'd ever been at that point and was really loving pushing myself and challenging myself and getting stronger. And then I was pregnant and I had major fatigue in my first trimester. So I didn't really do too much. And I felt really lightheaded with any kind of big workout. So I opted for Pilates more often than not. And then later, as my pregnancy went on, um, I wasn't even able to go for my long walks or anything like that because I started getting problems with my hips and everything, particularly later in my third trimester. But I still just did what I could with what I with what I had because I had had friends who had gone through pregnancy who were bedridden. So like mm. I, I knew that I was more fortunate and um, just wanted to, I suppose take advantage of that. But at the same time, I had missed feeling super energetic. I had missed the feeling that having a really great routine and pushing myself and challenging myself, how that made me feel. And then postpartum came and it was completely different again. And when I felt up to it to slowly build back my strength, I did our kick bump postpartum program and it was really good, but I was just so eager to get into it um, and, and I really just had to kind of force myself to, to know that, okay, mentally I might be ready, but my body is still not ready to, to go mm. back to what I'm used to. So just take it along the journey. I'm fortunate that I'm, in, I'm going in that direction. There's a lot of people who can't, they don't have a light at the end of the tunnel when it comes to certain ways of mm. moving their body, you know. They, they might lose ability to do certain things. And so I knew that I was going to slowly be able to get back to it and I just had my eye on that and had my mind on that. And whilst it took a really, really long time to be able to find routine because of different things like sleep deprivation and everything that comes along with parenthood, I am now in a stage where my routine certainly looks different to how it did prior to having Harvey but I'm okay with that because I've found what works for me and I've mm -hmm. taken the pressure of like trying to make it what it used to be 
away and I've just appreciated it for what it is. And I think that having that shift in my mindset has certainly helped me feel better about it rather than comparing to, to what I used to be able to do. That is wonderful advice. Thank you. We hope that helped, Lauren. We are sending you lots of love. And for anyone that wants to send a question in, remember you can send it into or DM our KickPod Instagram. So the other night, I'm getting some last minute ingredients for dinner. It's probably 7.45. Mm-hmm. Should have already got them. Mm-hmm. Annoyed. I didn't. Impressive though that you still went. Yeah. Well, we had all the other ingredients. Yeah, so right. we were committed yeah. to making dinner. And just forgot one thing. I did the thing where I didn't bring a list and I should have. And then mm. I got home and I was like, the one thing I really Regrets. needed didn't get. Anyway, so I went back. I was waiting in the line and there was a middle-aged man, I would say. Mm-hmm. And the person serving him said, hi, how are you? And, you know, just normal, normal engaging in the conversation. Yeah. And he said, good on ya. And took his groceries. And I was like, just thought to myself. You didn't listen to anything that person just said to you. And I just wonder, it made me think, I reckon some people have things that they say when they're in certain environments, like that man, every time he's at a supermarket, Mm. it's the only thing he says. He doesn't listen, which is extremely rude. I think I Mm. really, really, Mm -hmm. it grinds my gears the way that people, you need to treat everyone equally. Mm -hmm. And when people don't treat customer service work as mm-hmm. well. It's like, I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't yeah. like you. Yeah. Like you don't treat everyone equally and yeah. I don't like you. Mm-hmm. So I didn't like him, <laughs> just have to say. <laughs> but I did wonder, I just thought, oh, he obviously wasn't listening. And I wondered, Steffi, mm. has that ever happened to you? Oh, I think it's it's quite funny. You do you do see some funny things at the supermarket. I remember one, do. one time this woman was absolutely going off at this young person because of one of those like collectibles things that the, the oh, both like poles and the do. Oh, yeah. And she, on her, like, receipt, said that she got X amount, but they'd they'd run out. Like, it was, like, towards the end of the collection thingy, and they was like, sorry, we, we don't have any today. Well, you didn't have any last week either, and was, like, fully going off at them. And I was standing there, like, it's just kind of laughable, and I felt so bad for the person who she was speaking to because she was like, I don't know what you want me to do. Like, I can't pull, like, I Where am I gonna get them pull home? them out of a magic hat. Like, I, we don't have any. And she was just so upset and just kept yelling at this poor girl. And I just was like, what do you want her to do? Like, she's not, she's not making them in the back. Like, she can't just bring more out. And it was just horrible. And I just, I do agree. I think it really shows someone um, the kind of person that they are if they treat people like that. I agree. Mm. So we asked you guys, what are you sick of? If you work in hospitality or retail or anywhere where you have to deal with customers, which is a lot of a lot of jobs, really. Mm-hmm. And I remember this from when I worked at mm. the pizza shop, is when something doesn't scan and then the person jokes like, oh, does it mean it's free? Yep. It's like, no. Yeah. It's just not scanning. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, this is what you sent in. The first one is from Meg. One thing I cannot stand, I work in a bar And when you say to someone, hi, how are you? And they say, I will just have a schooner of. No. You say, I'm good, thanks. May I please have a schooner of? Yeah, that's that's just not on. That is. And then when they get, they just, how are you? Just say good you. Yeah. That's all you have to say. Because I think sometimes people take how are Mm. you as the hello. Mm. And then they think that they don't have to engage with it. I agree. Meg? Lazy. Yeah, you should say that back. Consider it. You should say that back. Okay, Amy. I'm sick of emails that come through about our event space that just say, hi, I'd like an event space in June. Thanks, Jane. Like, okay, 
Great, Jane. Can I have a phone number? A date? The company? Any, anything. Anything would be great. How many people are coming? Is there catering? I don't know. I don't know. Jane, oh. is Jane 75 and it's the first time she's used an online form? Oh. Some, that's actually, I can imagine everyone that works in events right now yeah. or anywhere that has a space that yeah. can be booked is screaming because yeah. I reckon this would happen. All the time. But Laws, it's not even just events. It's customer service in general. I know, like, <laughs> there was a period of time where you and I were on customer service, so we experienced it ourselves, like, through Kick. Yes. And some we of the emails that because, come in... Because when we, we got too people would have about a bad experience and we'd to. be like, we need to fix Everything this right now. And was like, this is so bad. So we don't anymore. The amazing Holly does. But, like, definitely something that I would give a tip, and it's not just for things coming into Kick. It's whenever you need to send an email to any business... Just go for detail. Detail is great because, for example, if someone emails and said, hi, my app's not working. Okay, well, we need to know when did it stop working? Is what it that part? you can't get into the app or a particular workout? Um, and then we need to know things like what phone you have, have you updated your app? Like there are so many questions. <laughs> also, what's your email so we can check your account? Like <laughs> so many different things. So just anytime you're emailing someone, business inquiry, anything, detail. I love detail. Okay, Emma. (laughs) I used to work in a retail environment and we had this one customer and she was a repeat customer and she was just the rudest person that I've ever encountered in my life. The way that she spoke to myself and my colleagues, calling us her servants (gasps) and her minions and her slaves and stuff and then like have a giggle about it and wait for us to react. Oh my God. I'm cancelling that lady. That... What? I don't love cancel culture. Sorry, I really don't like cancel culture. But I sometimes that's horrible. That's hor- that's you don't use any of those words. I'm sorry. I don't even. You, that's bad. That I also bad. feel like I, if I wasn't going to say something myself, I would have said something to my manager, and I would hope that their manager, if it was a repeat customer, would say something to her. I agree. That's I horrible. Prefer not to have them as a customer. Yeah, if that's what they say. Okay, next one is from Cassie. So I worked in a bar. One thing that always killed me was when people would ask me for an espresso martini. Not espresso martini, espresso martini. This is like how you say capricciosa pizza. (laughs) Is that how you say espresso? Espresso. I don't say espresso. Espresso. Oh, my gosh. I feel like, too, it would be draining... I always think about like the drinks. So when someone's like, oh, yeah. I have 10 espresso martinis, I feel like as the bartender, you'd, you'd be like, like, are you fucking joking? <laughs> like, that's going to take me 20 minutes. It's a, it's a large effort drink. So at least say it right. Whenever I, when someone says espresso wrong, I'm like, do you say Nespresso? You say Nespresso. Oh, the brand? The brand. Yeah, true. Like everyone knows the brand. It's just got an N in front of it. <laughs> like, anyway. Okay, last one is from Fiona. My thing is to please the guests of the entire world at any restaurant ever. I know you mean it super nicely, but please do not take any of the drinks, especially cocktails or red wines, off my tray when I'll bring them to you because that will ruin the balance that I have created. (gasps) That is such a good point. That's a very good And what I have done once Mm. is at the pizza restaurant, I had a tray of a lot of beers and this was all my fault. No one touched my tray and I I think it had a milkshake on it as well. And I knocked it and the whole tray just went and all the drinks fell over and it just went down Mm. a man's back. Oh, what a concussion on his And I, you know what I said? I said, oh, sorry, it's my first week. I'd worked there for two years. 
Oh, my God. That was good, though. Quick. I felt bad, though. I did feel very bad. It was the only time. But I agree. Don't touch. That makes sense, though. Because like, Anyone, you've got, don't you know, touch people. Don't touch their trays. Don't around. touch their drinks. Just wait till they put it down. Don't touch strangers. That makes sense. Exactly. They think they're doing you a favour. Stop touching they're them. They're not touching them. They're grabbing their yeah, drink off theirs. the tray. It's theirs. Don't touch it. No. Don't in, touch me. Laura, touch me. They're, not, they're not stealing it from someone walking by. They're no. going to serve them the drink and then prior to them actually know, grabbing it themselves. but it's her tray. She <gasps> hasn't given it to them. It's not their drink yet. It's but still I'm, hers. What I'm saying is what they're thinking is, don't worry, I'll grab it. Not knowing drink, that it yes, goes off balance. They're trying balance. to be nice. But if the drink tray is connected to her, <laughs> don't touch it. Don't touch me. Don't touch anything. Okay. Okay, you to say Laura, don't touch her. What is a time for special share? Okay, Sophie, what is yours? My special share is a movie. Just it's just like a movie. Exactly. <laughs> um, and this one was actually recommended to me by Bales Bailey, you know our team, my sister-in-law, Bailey. Um, and it is a movie called Words on Bathroom Walls and it's on Netflix. I've never it's heard of it. from 2020, so it's not brand new. Okay. But I haven't seen it either or like seen it advertised or anything. The kid in it who, the actor is called Charlie Plummer. He looks like a baby Chad Michael Murray, but he's not related to Chad oh, Michael Murray in any way. I just saw the photo of the movie. This is like, if I could draw what Steph's movie should look like if she was to watch it, it would be this. I know, but Laws, let me tell you, it is not just about high school romance. Okay. So this boy in this movie is diagnosed with schizophrenia and the movie really breaks down what it's like to have the mental illness that is schizophrenia and the fact that it's incurable and mm -hmm. that, you know, you can go on drugs to fix it, but then there's always side effects. And it was a really interesting movie because I think it just really well depicted, like, the struggles that would come with that for both them individually and the family around them trying to support them and be there for them. And so I thought it was a really, really good movie because, like, outside of actually learning more about the mental health, like, the disease, it was also just a great movie and there was, like, a beautiful love story behind it as well. That is a great recommendation. Yeah. I'm going to read it and also 89% Rotten Tomatoes rating. You're going to read it? I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. 89% Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> yeah, rating. Yeah, I did, I, I did see that. Yes. Yeah. So it's proved. <laughs> no. Which doesn't special, matter what the yeah. Rotten Tomatoes rating is. Mine is an episode of The Imperfects mm -hmm. with Ben Crow. Mm -hmm. The first, he, it's two parts. Both parts are fantastic. Okay. But I Start with part one? I, yes. Yeah. Mm. That's probably, yeah. probably the way to go. Yeah. I highly recommend it. It is such a good listen. And there is a part of it that I want to share, and it's something that Josh Van Kylenberg, who is Hugh Van Kylenberg's brother, mm -hmm. Hugh's been on the podcast three times. Mm -hmm. Love Hugh. Love Josh. We need to get Josh on, actually. I know, we should get Josh Because we've had on. Ryan too. Josh needs to come on the podcast. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, if he wants to, we'll have to ask him. But anyway, what Josh said was that he, and it was such a powerful statement, and you need to listen to the whole thing to get all the context mm -hmm. and everything, but he said that he knows that he... At his worst, mm -hmm. he is still good enough. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that was such very nice. a powerful sentence. Yeah, that is. Anyway, highly recommend. Thanks. I will listen to it. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> and I'll watch your movie. And that is all we have time for. So, ciao for now, but not forever. We'll be back in your ears on Wednesday. But if you would like to get in touch with the podcast or 
follow us, head to KickPod on Instagram or at Laura.Henshaw, at Steph Glassmith and at Keep It Cleaner. If you would like to learn more about Kick, head to our website, keepitcleaner.com. We are also on the Apple Store and Google Play Store. We have a seven-day free trial and we would love to have you and you can try our hot crust buns recipe all year round. Or not. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>